Hey there, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get the gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions, such as how do I get my show on Spotify and all the other places people love to listen? How can I make money with this podcast? And where do I want to host this show? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors so you can get paid to podcast. As an Anchor user myself, I love how easy it is to upload my podcast and the fact I can get to Spotify and other platforms. Plus, I love the fact I can now start making money with my talent and my podcast. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. Welcome to the Gem on the Queen's Crown, an adventure taking you through the terrain of Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio sports. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, the iHeartRadio app, TuneIn, Stitcher, as well as Pocket Cast, Acast, Anchor.fm, Radio Line, Radio Public, Player.fm, Spreaker, Podbean. Pod Chaser, Overcast.fm, Beyond Pod, Podbay.fm, Listen Notes, the LeeWMowen.com, and the host, GemCitySports.com. Music is provided by FreestockMusic.com. Now, please join your host for another exciting episode of the Gem of the Queen's Crown, Lee W. Mowen. Episode 29 finds the podcast in Tiger Country here at the studios of WTGR 97.5 FM. And today I'm interviewing Scott Ward. Scott, thanks for joining me aboard and how are you today? I'm doing fine, Lee. Thanks for also uh, having me on for this, uh, this edition. I'm very excited too. It's a fine radio station located off State Route 571 in Greenville, Ohio. You can find it on the dial at 97.5 FM in the Dark County area. But if people aren't around Greenville in the area, where else can they listen? Well, they can listen online at WTGR.com. And they can also uh, download our app onto their phone. And that's, again, WTGR app. And we're also available on TuneIn Radio. Very nice. Tune in. Also happens to be the home of this podcast as well. Let's start by talking about where we're at and what this is. This is WTGR. What can people expect out of this radio station? Uh, we are a station that we concentrate on local. Everything that we do here is local, whether it be news, whether it be high school sports, whether it's weather, community service or projects uh, going on. We concentrate on being local. We play some of the top country hits from today, but we also date some back to the 1960s that we play on the weekends. So we play some of the country music or gospel music on Sundays to reach a different audience too. So we do a little bit of everything here, um, you know, and I've been here since 2004 and things seem to be working well and uh, not too many people are seem to be complaining anyway, as you mentioned, or look, knock on wood, but um, yeah, we... People can expect a lot of local things here, and that's what we try and do. Um, you know, you'll have your bigger markets play a lot of country music. We play some, but again, we do different things: uh, farm news, news, music, things like that. And the big thing you mentioned is local, and that's one of the things I'd like to accomplish with my podcast is keeping it local. And Dark County happens to be part of Miami Valley. It's northwest of Dayton, Ohio, off of 49. Lots of state routes and U.S. routes run through Greenville. It's the Treaty City. It's an important city in the area. 
Yeah, it's extremely important. You know, it's the main portion of Dark County. Courthouse is located here. You know, it's the biggest city of Dark County with a lot of local small villages that incorporate uh, the rest of Dark County. So, you know, Greenville is a very busy town. Uh, our actual tower for broadcasting is in Union City, Ohio, right along the state line. Throw a rock across, you hit Indiana. So, you know, we're, we still focus on Ohio. We do a lot of Indiana stuff as well. Just to, you know, again, portray those different audiences, those local people. But, yeah, very easy to get to here at the WTGR studio, and we enjoy trying to hit the, the people of Dark County. You mentioned you got your start here in 2004, but before that, where did your broadcasting career begin? I actually began at uh, Bowling Green State University. I graduated high school from Versailles High School in 1998, pursued a degree at uh, Bowling Green State University where was an interesting kind of story as, uh, you know, you go to college, you're 18 years old, and you go to your uh, advisor, and they say, what do you want to do? So I told them, they said, well, you want to be a journalism major. Okay, you know it, I don't. Boy, were they wrong, but I stuck with it. <laughs> <laughs> I did not want to do journalism. I didn't like the writing, but I stuck with it by the time I figured it out. Uh, but I got a part of the radio station up in Bowling Green. Uh, it's called Bowling Green Radio Sports Organization, BGRSO, and do college football games for Bowling Green. We did college basketball, boys or men and women. Uh, we did baseball. They cover the Falcons uh, pretty heavily. And uh, my freshman year, I was able to get on the air, did a college basketball game, uh, got to go do a college football game, and from there on up, just worked my way up the ladder all the way through and it was a neat experience uh, to be able to do college uh, sports. And that's a very big organization up there at Bowling Green, too. I mean, I knew a couple people when I was in college, and they were doing hockey. They were doing almost every sport available at BG. Yeah. I mean, very big organization. I can say I did one hockey game just to say I did it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, a lot of my good friends still stay in touch with. You know, I've got a buddy that works uh, for the Pittsburgh Penguins. That did it, Steve Mears. He enjoyed doing it then, moved on to, you know, some smaller locations for hockey and moved his way up. You know, here at WTGR, we've, we've got a grad as well. Um, Alex Mikus graduated from BGRSO and Bowling Green. So I think it's something that says, hey, this is a pretty good organization. One thing I enjoyed about it more than anything else, again, you got on the air right away. Even if you didn't do ball games, you were on on a Saturday um, afternoon talk show that we did with sports, you know, talking about NFL or whatever. So you were able to get on the air, get your experience, you know. And as you know, Lee, it's all about experience. The more mm -hmm. you get, the better things seem to go. The more experience, the more things you do, the better off you are in career, and you're, you're even – you're even Stevens on that type of thing. So, absolutely. And you mentioned Alex Micus, Good guy. Definitely a good guy. He's the news director here at TGR, right? That's correct. He also does Dayton Flyer stuff along with me. If you like Six Degrees of this podcast, I don't know. It's not as exciting as Six Degrees as Kevin Bacon. But Alex does the games for Dayton's women's basketball. He does other sports as well, Dayton softball. Alex and I work at UD together, and he, he's a great guy. He is a great guy. We hired him here in 2009, uh, September of 2009. He's been with us since then. It's a young man, or at least uh, younger than me anyway, but <laughs> he is, he's grown up a lot, done a lot of different things. He also helps with high school sports during the basketball season here at WTGR and even during the spring. But, you know, he's, he's out and about as well, and as you mentioned, uh, with the UD women's uh, doing their uh, basketball games as well. He's also, um, you know, I radio people always say you got a face for a radio. Um, you know, <laughs> we're never on TV, but uh, you know, Alex is getting his way on the TV too. So, um, doing some lady women's uh, or women's basketball, and I know some volleyball too. So, um, but he's a great guy, and I'm sure one day when he leaves, uh, we will definitely be missing him. Alex Micus, great guy. And you mentioned, again, high school sports covered here on WTGR. Both of us, after recording this podcast, we're heading to our separate games. Before we talk about that, what all schools does WTGR cover and what all sports is covered here on the Tiger? Well, we cover every Dark County school. Uh, those schools include Mississippi Valley, Aunt Sonia, Versailles, Greenville, also Tri-Village, Franklin Monroe, and Arcanum. Uh, we'll occasionally cover some Rushi in Shelby County. Uh, they don't have a radio station that covers them. Um, they're on the fringe of her sales, a stone throw away again. Um, so we'll cover those. You know, and with those, um, we'll cover some surrounding schools being in uh, different leagues. 
Uh, Versailles is in the max, so that gets us up into the Mercer County area to cover St. Henry, Fort Recovery, Coldwater, uh, Minster, teams like that. Uh, with the Cross County Conference, you know, that gets us into Miami County. Uh, we get a little Shelby County action in there as well. Uh, so we cover a lot, you know, different schools. But our base, of course, is Dark County. Sports-wise, um, you know, it starts off, I kind of just go with the year, the calendar. We start off with football um, and covering Versailles and Cross County Conference football. Uh, we'll go into basketball, both boys and girls. Uh, we'll do volleyball, uh, but not until tournament time. Um, I have a wife and kids, and if I would like to keep it that way, <laughs> I can't do the entire season. But we'll do tournament time, pick one or two teams, and go do that. We've been very successful in getting some teams to get some state championships. Go back to the winter season, boys and girls basketball. And uh, then it comes spring, we'll kind of take a break. We all need it um, after yeah. doing all the games that we do. But we'll do um, some spring sports of baseball and softball. Um, a lot of times uh, there's some area teams that go down to uh, Dayton Dragons, Fifth Third Field, and get the opportunity to play there. Um, and we'll follow them. We'll do those a couple games. And then when it comes to tournament time, um, we'll pick up uh, normally a softball and a baseball team and kind of go with them. And majority of the time, I'd say actually 95% of the time, we're covering the Greenville Wave softball. Our Newland squad is good year in and year out. Had a state championship in 07. Um, so we definitely like to, uh, you know, follow them. And, you know, we do it because people want to listen. They want to hear those, uh, you know, how exciting those games are. So those are what we cover throughout the year. I mean, that's part of the local community, too. I mean, Dark County is so varied. You have your small schools, and then you have the big school in Greenville. But you're covering all those school districts all around Dark County. It's you got to see a lot of athletes, and you get to see a lot of great games. That we do, you know, and that's one thing. Um, it's different divisions. You know, Greenville's Division One or Two, depending what the sport. Uh, Versailles sits in Division Three. Our Canham fluctuates in the threes as well. You know, and then a lot of smaller schools in Division Four. We've seen some fine athletes come out of this area. The Arns boys uh, that went for Versailles. One's at Michigan State. One's going to Ohio State. Um, Kyle Pippinger from uh, Tri-Village went on to play over in Indiana. Um, those are just a couple of the top of my head that I can recall that have uh, went to that next level just in the basketball side. Um, Connor Pohl for Arcanum plays baseball for Ohio State University right now. Um, just, you know, a couple of the kids that I can think of off the top of my head that have moved on. Um, you know, and it's pretty cool to say, hey, I covered his sport, you know, back in the day and see him flourish and to grow and to see him you know, down the road uh, and get a chance to talk to him, it's pretty neat. Absolutely. I mean, it's not every day you get that opportunity to say, hey, I covered you when you were younger type <laughs> of thing. And there's great rivalries on there. Uh, I got the chance to do Franklin Monroe and Arcanum just a week or so ago. I mean, that's always a terrific turnout. Loud Jim. I thought for a minute I was going to go deaf in there. <laughs> but that's a great rivalry out there. I mean, Tri-Village too. And, again, it's going back. It's all local. It's all Dark County. Yeah, you know, that's what people, they, they love to hear that. If they can't make the game, they know they can have a chance to turn on and hear, whether it's on the radio or on our uh, Internet stream. Um, you know, they can hear a Dark County team, um, at least one, you know, hopefully in two. And, you know, that's what uh, makes us, again, the unique portion. Uh, I know I got a friend uh, north of another radio station. They do a lot of different stuff. Uh, but you look at it, and Lee, you've been around. There's not a lot of radio stations that do this stuff anymore. And that's one thing that I hope that we could continue to do for as long as I'm here is to cover those sports. Uh, you know, we get the farther you get down into tournaments and teams start getting more successful, people start listening, and they don't care who's playing. You know, it may not be their school they're at, but they're rooting for that local team because, you know, they're excited for the county. You know, and we'll go and, hey, I listened to the game, you know, and they might be from somewhere else. So it's exciting to hear people, you know, listen and say, I was listening, root for that team, but I have no tie-ins besides you guys for that team. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you mentioned that there's not a lot of stations that do that. I only know about three. I mean, in the Dayton area, I can only hold up my hands and, like, that's why I started this podcast because I was tired of no one covering Dayton sports. And I was just – I was like, finally, I'm going to do something about it type of thing. You're absolutely right. I mean, the local aspect of it is gone. And it's not always just about the money. It's about going back in your community because once you give to the community, then the community gives back to you. It's a nice, nice cycle like that. Yeah, and that's, you know, one thing without the sponsorship of our local businesses, whether it's, you know, 
most of them here in the county. Without them, you know, it's not possible. And I think a lot of people don't realize that, you know, there are costs and factor of this. You know, just in a regular season, you have your broadcasters. You have those folks that are back at the radio station making sure you're on the air. Um, you know, and that's just that. Some things folks don't know is when you get to a tournament, you've got to pay per game on that. You know, and it's a, it's a cost. And as time, you know, as games go on, it gets more and more expensive. So, you know, that's one thing I always ask, you know, our listeners to make sure and say thank you to that business. If you hear their name or their commercial, stop in and just say, hey, thanks for, you know, broadcasting or sponsoring, you know, that game. And, you know, I think that makes hopefully makes that business feel very appreciative and, you know, hopefully makes the turnaround cycle like you mentioned. Say, OK, yep, we'll continue to sponsor. I mean, we're talking about sponsors that are – there's some in Greenville, but there's they're all over Dark County again. I mean, there's some that are up in the northern quadrant of the county. There's some in the south, and there's some right here in central Dark County in Greenville. Yeah, it's um, amazing, again, when folks know that, you know, they're doing something local, you know, they want to support it. And you see that in the programs, you know, when you go to a ball game, they support it there. But, again, uh, a lot of team, a lot of businesses will support all of our ball games. Um, you know, just for the fact of they want to be able to, again, listen to any ball game that they choose to, um, you know, and a lot of folks do get some results from it. And then some people just say, I just want to sponsor it. You know, I know that my business is not going to get anything out of it, but I'm okay with that. My name's out there and hopefully down the road, somebody will remember, Hey, I heard that guy's name. Let's go call them and see what they have to offer. So, you know, I think in the long run, it does work out, uh, for all these businesses. Absolutely. And again, it's going back. It's the community here. Uh, myself, personally, I'm from the Preble County area, so Dark County is kind of like my second home this winter. It's like we talked about on the Special Olympics broadcast, which, by the way, I want to talk about uh, during this podcast. It's a very special community here. There's a lot of special families here, special communities, like I mentioned, and it's fantastic to be a part of. Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that you've been able to help come back and help us. But, you know, a lot of folks, when they leave, you know, graduate high school, you know, they go into college, a lot of people want to come back to their hometown. You know, and some people, nope, I'm never going back, you know, and they move on. But a lot of people want to come back. And that's why you see generation after generation, you know, playing these sports or, you know, staying, you know, in their area of the farm or whatever it may be. Um, you know, and it's just, it's neat to see the family continue to come back. Um, you know, I looked down in the Arcanum area and a very popular name are the Grays. You know, David Gray, Dave Gray was part of a state championship back in the sixties. Now he's got a grandson, Carter, that's on, uh, Arcanum's basketball team. You know, and down and throw dad in there. He's got an uncle in between there. Carter does. So, you know, just continuing to return, keep the family heritage in the area. Um, you know, and it shows the support that these people have and how much they enjoy their communities, you know, because these are small communities. You know, you're looking 2,500, you know, or less in these communities uh, besides Greenville. And people still love to come back to Greenville and be a part of of this city. It's a great city here. It's a great American city, also the Treaty City and once the home of Fort Greenville, of course, home of one of the most unique names you can find in sports in the Green Wave. That's that's about crops, I, I assume, not just like green water or something. Then you got Annie Oakley too. Oh um, yeah, Annie Miss, you know Miss Shershot. Her gravestone actually is uh, north of Greenville, up in a little place called Brock. So, you know, and Annie Oakley, uh, we all know her, and uh, you know she comes from the Dark County area as well. Before my nana died, she was telling me that we have the Mowen family. We have a relation to Annie Oakley. I mean, I don't know how true that is. I mean, if I try to. You know, shoot something, I'm I'm probably like 10 feet above the target. But, yeah, I mean, there's great things about Dark County. There's great history. You mentioned the families are staying here. And Carter Gray in the Franklin Monroe versus Arcanum game, he had 18 points in the first half on six threes. It was it's great to see that kid shoot. That kid could shoot. Yes, you know, and he's young, too. And like I said, he gets it definitely from his family. You know, and you look back at the Greenville, and there's some great businesses, you know, here kind of going back and. Um, you look at Whirlpool, that's a well-known name across the area. Um, just, to, you know, that's one of the biggest ones here in Dark County. You go to Versailles and you have Midmark making all the hospital, um, you know, beds and dentists, uh, things like that, another big community. Just to name probably two of the bigger employee, you know, employers here in town. But there's many more that 
you know, I don't want to try and name anymore and forget everybody, but you look at that with Whirlpool, you have KitchenAid and a little place downtown there experience. You can go downtown and get all their um, utensils there and buy them. And that brings people into down, downtown Greenville. And, you know, you've drove through Greenville downtown and it's, it reminds you of, uh, you know, the small mom and pop shops is what's down there. And that's what makes Greenville such a beautiful city too is, uh, you know, folks, it is a big city, but there's still a lot of small stuff that make the city go. It really reminds me a lot of Eaton, Ohio. Yep. I mean, it's it's about the same minus the whole Whirlpool and the companies thing. There's different companies down there. Henny Penny would be one in Eaton. But we're not talking about Eaton, Ohio. That's for another episode. <laughs> but we're talking about WTGR, and I got Scott Ward with me here on the podcast here on episode number 29 on the Gem on the Queen's Crown. We're talking 97.5 FM. We're talking local sports. And we'll go back and talk a little bit more about local sports. You mentioned that all the schools in Dark County get their fair share of coverage. What are some of the best rivalries? And they don't have to be inside Dark County schools like Franklin Monroe and Arcanum, but what are some of the best rivalries you've covered? Well, you look at those, and then you also throw Tri-Village into there. You know, the three th- southern schools of Dark County seem to have a huge rivalry. You know, Miss Juan, Aunt Sonia, for the years uh, up against each other, have been back and forth, uh, whether it's on the basketball side or whether it's on the uh, football field. I mean, the other night, actually, Ansonia and Miss Sinwall had a non-league game. They played, went to go into a second overtime and couldn't finish it because the gym floor was too wet, um, all the way out to the free throw line, too much moisture. And they didn't want to call it a tie. Both teams wanted to somehow figure it out. And, you know, they figured it out. It's not worth it. It's not a conference game. But there was definitely, hey, let's get this played. You know, it, it is a rival. We want the bragging rights and that. You know, and you get out. You know, I always look and being from Versailles, Ohio, you get up into Mercer County and Versailles, you know, has their, and it, diff, it differs every sport, I think, too. Versailles and Coldwater have always had um, a grudge against each other at times. I um, mean, throw Marion Local in there and the Flyers, uh, a big rival, you know, and that's 15 minutes from Versailles, Marion Local, Maria Stein. You know, it just depends, I think, upon the sport. For some places, uh, you look at, uh, I mentioned earlier in the podcast, we cover Rushi. Um, Rushi Versailles is one. Uh, we've covered some Rushi Fort Laramie. That's another big uh, um, rivalry there between two schools that I learned about uh, that are called uh, nicknamed the Frogs and the Cabbage or the Cabbages, dating back to the German history way back when. A uh, whole other story in itself, but uh, <laughs> let's just put it this way: they used to throw cabbages at the the Fort Laramie Redskins, and there were uh, they said the Raiders crossed uh, the uh, water by leaping over uh, like the frogs do. So. Interesting story, but another big rivalry right there. Um, you know, it seems like uh, the Bradford Covington can be a rival because they're right next to each other. You know, so there are so many different rivalries, and I think it varies from a couple years, you know, to here or there or whatever sport it may be. In case anyone doesn't know, Rushi is the town that's spelled Russia. Yeah. <laughs> I, do you know why it's pronounced Rushi? And I have not no Russia? clue. And there's another one close to it. It's called Houston, and it looks like yes. Houston. I mentioned that on Monday. It's like I never knew that it was Halston before we went up there. It was for FFA when I was in high school, okay. and I think it was soil testing. Yep, uh, that that was really cool. You get to go in a pit and uh, track the dirt and see how loamy and clay it is. <laughs> This podcast covers everything. Now I'm talking about dirt. Welcome to Dark County, though. (laughs) You know, we're the number one or number two, you know, county in the state for agriculture. You know, and that's where we kind of go back to that local portion. We do farm news. We get the grain beds. Um, I've got two high school students that work for us right now that um, do farm news. And they can get credit for it for their school. They can win awards. We've had numerous awards won throughout the years with these high school kids. And we've even had a couple decide to take the next step in some type of a communications. You know, so again, a lot of people say, well, we're way out here. You know, we're in the boondocks. We're in the sticks. But you have to think overall, too, you know, we all eat food. Mm-hmm. It's got to come from somewhere. And a lot of it, you know, comes to, from some of the great businesses and some of the great farmers in Mercer and Dark County. I think that's one of the reasons why I like the long track. It's just because you see so much farmland once you leave Montgomery County and just there's nothing but farms. You can kind of see Franklin Monroe off 49 if you know where to look. But, yeah, if you enjoyed a meal, thank a farmer because it doesn't just pop up at the supermarkets. <laughs> no. Uh, what was that joke? You might have seen it a while, while back, but it was like, 
but uh, I can just run to the store. It's not farmers that give me the food. Again, it reminds me so much of home because Preble County is pretty big on agriculture too. And like I said, I was part of Future Farmers of America, so that was that was pretty cool. I mean, I'm not a farmer. I don't know if I ever will be a farmer, but there you go. Yeah, you know, and that's we we work with the high school students um, to try and just get them involved and get something. Uh, you know, routine for them and maybe, you know, get them to say, okay, yep, this is where I want to further my education after this. Um, you know, and it's good for them because they get into learning how to speak. Um, you know, they have to speak into a microphone. You start thinking, well, that's some public speaking. That's a class that, you know, or something they go through in the schools too. And again, we've had a lot of kids walk out of here and say, boy, I had a lot of fun here. I learned a lot, you know, and I'm going to continue this uh, a lot into my education afterwards. Every day we all do speaking and we all could get a little bit better every time. And I think, you know, jobs like this, um, where I get paid to talk <laughs> as I look at it, um, you know, just makes us all better down the road. Absolutely. I mean, I wish I had something like that when I was in high school or even when I was at Twin Valley South or Valley View. There's nothing like that. The closest thing you have is newspaper and yearbook. This is a cool opportunity. I mean, anyone around the Dark County area, they could see what they can do, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, we we take, uh, you know, we've had numerous schools be able to help with the farm news, you know, and with that, those gentlemen and ladies, you know, get an extra opportunity to do some things here at the radio station. But, you know, we're always looking for young men or women to be a part of it. Um, I enjoy seeing kids walk out of here, you know, and come back and they say, hey, I won this award or, you know, so it makes me feel and I think the other my other two full time employees um, feel, hey, we're doing a pretty good job helping these kids, you know, this year and for the future. I mean, sculpting futures like that's got to be really satisfying. It does. It does. Um, as you move on, uh, you know, I'm in my, I guess, late 30s now, <laughs> you know, and you look back and over the years that I've been here. And I look and see what those men or women have done, you know, where they're at in their lives. Now that some of them have kids, you think, wow, I was a part of their life, you know, to get where they are now. Might have been just a small portion, you know, and they may have not taken anything from here. Um, but I think something from here definitely helped them in their life, uh, whether it was with farm news, whether it was with speaking, whether it was just being around, you know, older folks, you know, working here. Or maybe even just working with somebody else, you know, with that schedule, you know, oh, I've got to work with that other farmer's director to see when they're working and we have to get this done, deadlines, you know, um, so just getting them ready for the next step. It's kind of neat, like I said, to go back. And I think we've had, um, since I've been here since 04, I think we've had um, close to 16, 18 different farm news directors, um, you know, and most of them have been pretty successful. Very cool. Let's talk about some of the others that work here as well. You said uh, two other full-timers, and we mentioned Alex. Who else helps makes the station run? Well, we've got a, another salesman uh, besides myself, uh, Shane Buckingham. He's worked here for probably close to five years now. He's done a lot of sales in previous jobs. Uh, came here, and yeah, there's three full-time folks that work here, including myself, and we're all males. So we all get along because you know most men enjoy what? Sports. Yeah. Well, we have no problem with that. So we can talk on a daily basis uh, without a problem. But we all get along here, um, you know, and if one person's, you know, not is sick or whatever, we can all pick up each other. Um, you know, and we're small, small business, three full-time employees. I've also got, uh, you know, my two high school folks that work with us. I have a lady named Sharon Shelley that does our afternoon drive from 3 until 8 o'clock. She's here in the afternoons doing the same thing that, uh, you know, we do in the morning and the afternoon. She brings the female aspect of it with a great different voice that's been around. Uh, she's been here before we were Tiger Country. We used to be Classic Rock. She worked here then. Um, you know, and that's just some of the folks, uh, majority of the folks. I've got another gentleman that helps us during uh, ball games. It's part of our studio engineer, Jeff Peters. You know, without them, as we mentioned, you can't get a ball game on the air, at least on the radio. And, uh, so you have to have them to be able to do that. And uh, that's that's our crew here at WTGR, small but mighty. I can tell you from experience trying to do a solo run, uh, putting the games on the radio and then rushing back, it's not pretty. I've done that WWSU. <laughs> uh, there are some days where I had to go set the equipment, go back, turn it on the station so there would be dead air. I know. FCC bad. <laughs> I know. But 
We got I got the game on the air. Then go back, call it, hang up, and then you hear the dial tone. I remember one time I did that, and the two DJs that were supposed to be on didn't know that they had nothing going. It's like, you do know you could start your show now, right? Oh! <laughs> like you said, it takes a team. There's a good team here. Who else gets to cover the games around Dark County? Um, you meaning who else covers, you know, Dark County? Well, we have, you know, pretty much just us. There's no other radio stations that will cover Dark County. There's a couple, I think, people that try and cover them on the Internet, um, some other schools. But, you know, folks want to listen to Dark County Sports. You know, they know to tune it in to either 97.5 or our Internet stream at WTGR.com, Internet Sports. Um, that's the advantage we have a couple years ago. We started two different streams. Um, gets us out there more. This year, regular season basketball, we've got 108 games on the schedule between two to three guys. With that extra stream, you know, and the way the technology is these days, um, it's just made our future, uh, I think, brighter, and it's made us a better radio station. It's a very good idea, too, because now you can be at two places at once, and some of the games get to share FM radio coverage. Some of the games get the Internet stream. And it's all available at WTGR.com. Now, in terms of here at WTGR, who else gets to broadcast the games? I know you do Versailles. Alex does games when he can. And I get to do a couple as well. Um, Who else gets a chance? Um, I've got, uh, during the football season, Alex is busy with uh, some Dayton public stuff. So we've got, I've got a gentleman that helps me with Versailles football. Um, He's a good friend of mine from Holloway High School growing up. His name's Tim Borchers, and uh, he helps me during the football season. And then uh, when we cover for sales, and then we do a cross-county conference football as well on our internet sports stream. And we've got two gentlemen, uh, Brian Hall and uh, Pat Lines, that help us 10 weeks out of the season. Um, and they also help us during the basketball season uh, when we need times to fill. That's, I think, it. Um, I used to have a gentleman uh, named Brian Gathered that was a great help, worked at had some other jobs, but would come in and help kind of the same thing as Brian, Pat, you would do. And was just somebody, you know, Hey, can you cover tonight? Yeah, I can. And, you know, would go cover it. But again, between Pat, Brian, yourself, my uh, Tim, and then Alex and I, that's who's going to bring you the games with Tiger Country. Now let's talk about the special event that we got to cover a couple weeks ago. Uh, we had Dark County Special Olympics. They were the dogs, and they were taking on the Miami County Special Olympics basketball team, the Magic. And I got a chance to broadcast that game, and I got to talk with, I believe, the president of the Special Olympics team. And it was humbling to be part of. It was it was a fantastic time. It was I was honored to be able to be on the radio to cover that. It was something that uh, Cindy Rose had uh, approached us uh, last year about, um, you know, and it was too late at that point to try and get it done. Um, but uh, she called me early enough this year and said, hey, can you do it? And I said, well, let's look. And we happened to be doing it. was perfect. We happened to be doing that game anyway. Alex was out of town. I was in Minster. And so you graciously said, yeah, I'll do it. And both of us not knowing what was going to be going on. Um, you know, Cindy, I think, had prepared, gave you some rosters and some help there. Yep. I know she was on the air. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I was, that's something that right there again, local, you know, you won't see other people do that. You know, you won't see a big date market do something like that. And it's kind of amazing. I was in Minster that night and I had probably five to eight people come up to me and said, Hey, we were listening to that Special Olympics game on the way up. That was pretty cool what you guys did. I had a referee for the varsity game say the same thing to me. He goes, hey, I was listening. What did you guys have on? I told him, well, we Special Olympics. And he goes, that was awesome. He goes, I enjoyed listening to that. You know, so that feedback right there was just awesome. Um, you know, it made me feel good for what we did. You know, and that's the thing. We took time away from a 5 o'clock drive home time on a Friday, most listened time, second most listened time in radio, mm-hmm. to do something special like that. And we hit a, we hit a home run with the community. Absolutely. I mean, Alex was telling me about the positive feedback on that. And I remember covering the game. I sat next to Miami County, and they had a couple athletes just smiles as wide as here to Troy in Miami County and just seeing their smiles and just that, – that was, like I said, humbling, and I was really honored to be part of that. I had a gentleman call up that Friday, and he said, what are you guys doing tonight at 5 o'clock? And I said, well, we have a high school basketball, or I said a Special Olympics basketball game. He's like, that's awesome. He goes, I'm part of that team. 
And he was super excited to know that that game was going to be on the radio. So I didn't ask his name. I didn't, I, I was just happy that, you know, he was thrilled that it was going to be on the radio. And, and again, uh, I hope we can work with Special Olympics to be able to do that in the future and try and work our schedule around so we can do that again in the future. That'd be really, really cool. I mean, like I said, it, this has been a constant theme here on episode 29. It's about the community and just the feeling that you got in that gym. It's definitely a community and definitely a crossover. Like there's no county line between here and there. Yeah, you know, and uh, that's the thing with Special Olympics, as you've learned. It's just not the, there's no Franklin Monroe. That's a county thing. Mm-hmm. I know there were kids from all different portions of Dark County playing on that. Got to go to, you know, a good sized gymnasium, a game that, you know, used to hold some tournaments or a gym that used to hold some tournaments. You know, so got to go that in front of a great crowd, you know, something they don't get to see. Got to play on a Friday, you know, a lot of folks dream of that, you know, so, and I saw pictures on social media. Those kids, those kids were thrilled to go through that long tunnel, you know, and shaking hands and then to be on the floor and playing. And, you know, it was, it was competitive. I know that for sure. There was no slouching or just, you know, saying, oh, we're out here. It was a very competitive game. Absolutely. I mean, all those men and women were athletes and they, they looked good on the court. They balled and they just, I mean, just amazing to see. There was a player from Miami County. That, that guy could shoot. He could just shoot the threes. He came up. There's literally a basketball player in front of him, and he just shot over his head and just bam. That guy made it look so easy. <laughs> like, But, yeah, it was, like I said, an honor to be able to do that, and luckily I got my schedule worked around, so I could. So, like I said, thank you for giving me a chance to do that. No problem. Again, you know, it's it's a fun experience. And again, I was glad that we could work with uh, Cindy with the Stark County Special Olympics to be able to put that together, to be able to get it on the radio and, you know, to bring it to our community, you know, and outside listening area. And, you know, even those in obviously we get into Miami County, listen, have those in Miami County to be able to listen to that game as well. I'm here with Scott Ward of WTGR 97.5 FM in the Greenville, Ohio area, Dark County, U.S. of A., uh, what are some of the favorite gyms and places you visited over your tenure at WTGR? What some of your favorites? Well, if you, <laughs> favorite places to broadcast, you know, if you're lucky enough to get, and you know, it's not a high school gym, it's a college arena, um, you know, to get to Ohio State, um, to OSU, the Schottenstein Center, I think you're, you gotta be, you're lucky to get there because not every school gets to the final four. And we've been fortunate enough to have some schools to get there. So that's one of my favorite gyms, uh, you know, just to be in a college atmosphere. I enjoy the University of Dayton Arena. There's nothing like UD. And I think the kids that play high school basketball, you know, that's a goal. If I can play in UD Arena, you know, that's an awesome place right there. But if you had to go small, more small school, almost every one of the schools here in the county are, are fun because they're small, mm-hmm. they're loud. Um, when they get full, uh, you look at the, probably the biggest one in Dark County is Versailles. I love just the small, when they get packed and they're loud and there's games that are tight, those are fun. You know, I don't know if I have a favorite to say. Each one has its uniqueness. Um, you look at Tri-Village and the Battleground, it's small. You know, they turn the lights out when they get ready to do the starting lineup. can be loud. You go to Arcanum and the Coliseum, um, it's a different venue. Um, it's a newer one, but the fact that they've got the uh, the guy with the shield coming out looks like he's busting out of the wall. <laughs> I love that. Um, you you go to Franklin Monroe and the hangar, and that's one thing I love, just all the different names of these places. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a new gym. The old gym was, gosh, it would get hot in there. And <laughs> it would just, when it was packed for one turn, they had uh, their holiday tournaments. Number one, if you weren't there, if doors opened at five, if you weren't there by Five ten, you weren't going to get a seat, um, even if you played the eight o'clock game. So, you know, each school, Miss Cinewall's got the nest. That's a neat place. Just uh, it's a bigger one, I'd say, of the Division Four schools in the area. And Sonia just is. It's a fun place to be. Greenville's got the stage off to the one side, very unique. You don't see that very often anywhere anymore. Um, and as I mentioned, Versailles is the bigger one. And when you get full crowds in there, like we've had a couple times, I had a girls game there two weeks ago, had a, a boys game about three weeks ago, nearly a sellout, 2,100 people. That place gets rocking. That's a fun place to do a game. You know, you get up into Mercer County, you've got the smaller schools there 
that are different. There's double deckers. There's in Fort Recovery in St. Henry. Marion Local, it's about as small as you can get. Um, it's about like a tri village. Not much room for the visitors. That's for sure. Um, so the, each one is, um, a little bit unique. You go to Rushi and it's small, but you have to climb a ladder to broadcast. Um, Twin Valley South, the same way. You got to yep. climb extremely tall ladder to get up into that press box to broadcast. So my favorite two are college arenas, of course, with being in UD and Ohio State. I also love the Student Activity Center of Van Dye Butler. You know, used to hold regionals there a lot. They're starting to get them back now for the girls. Just a unique environment. You know, you got seats all the way around. They're up above the basket. Probably some of my favorites right there. Absolutely. Those are great gyms out there. And uh, I have climbed the Panthers Peak a time or two. Luckily, I didn't break any equipment or, you know, any bones. <laughs> and I know that's just that's just how that gym is. But you'll agree with me. Once you climb the Panthers Peak and you're just – you can see everything. Oh, that yeah. is, that's the most beautiful view of high school basketball you can see. And actually, that gym was built in 95 along with the school building. If I could, I wish I could see what Lanier's gym was because I actually oh, – yeah. I like Ansonia's because it reminds me a lot of National Trail Sands there. Yeah. Stands there sage. There's a lot of orange in there. But, hey, you can make orange work. There you go. <laughs> Mississinawa Valley's gym, I like that. It was really, really cool. I love the hangar. I love the, the windows on top. You said the old FM gym got hot. Well, it, it got hot that day, that day <laughs> too. I mean – by the time we were halfway through the first quarter, I was like, kick on the AC, please, <laughs> please. Uh, I've been at Arcanum once. I, I love the uh, Trojan painting. <laughs> I always get a kick of that just because he's so happy busting the walls. Like, and that was all done by freehand. I mean, that's that's insane. That's that's a lot of talent. Yes. Bob Ross, eat your heart out. <laughs> I love Tri-Village. That's where I'm going tonight. I've never been to Versailles or Greenville, though. Hopefully one day there will be a chance to, but, yeah, I love all these gyms here. Does the station get to cover a lot of Preble County games? We don't. There's occasionally we'll pick up, you know, a Twin Valley South. We've done a couple of Tri-County North games as well. Um, you know, Twin Valley South back in uh, early or late 2000s used to have sectionals for girls basketball hmm. um, for Division Three. So with Versailles and Arcanum, I made that peak, that climb a lot to cover down there <laughs> for their AD at that time left and went and did some stuff with University of Dayton. But that's pretty much it. You know, our fringe coverage listening area is in the Eaton area. So anything south of that, definitely, you know, nobody's listening to in the part. Besides, I should say, you know, on the Internet, but we try and stay north of I-70 in our, our listening part. So, again, south and north are about the uh, – and we do a couple trail games with covering Cross County Conference. I know Alex has been there, I think, twice this year. I do like Eaton's new gym, though. You're right in the press row. It's very beautiful, too. I've seen us. some pictures of when Arcanum played down there last week. It looks like a really nice gym. It is. It's really nice. I had the honor of doing first or second year games at Eaton. We're here talking WTGR, and we mentioned a little bit about spring season. Do you happen to know if there's any local teams getting to play at Fifth Third Field this year for baseball? Don't know exactly. Um, haven't reached out to them yet. Uh, but I know that it's almost every year FM and Arcana play each other um, in a non-league game. Um, you know, and that's a neat scenario. They sell. Um, it's kind of a fundraiser to do the tickets, but to be able to go down there. And, you know, not many kids, you know, less than, you know, a handful percent get the actual opportunity to go play. And, I mentioned Connor Pohl earlier. You know, he's from Arcanum, and he got to play. He's at Ohio State now. You know, so he got to play in that. And, you know, hopefully one day he'll be able to play in a small minor league stadium and you continue. But it's just neat atmosphere for those kids to be able to go down into the dugouts, you know, play on. You know, the base paths are the same. They're 90 feet, just like a high school one. But the outfield, you know, it's a lot different. Um, um, in the past, Greenville's played down there. Ansonia's played down there. Um, that we've covered, and I think even uh, Tri-Village, I think, had played down there one time. But uh, we'll see what the schedule looks like and uh, see if we can get down there and cover a couple games uh, again this year. I got to cover a couple games. There was a Cincinnati battle I did, Princeton and New Miami, and the Vikings were one error away from a perfect game. Oh, wow. I got to call that. It's like it always feels like it's always different teams at yeah. third field. I mean, I got to give the Dragons a lot of credit because there's a lot of high schools, especially – close to Dayton, Ohio. But there's a lot of high schools around here. They don't get a chance to play at a single life field. And some where the Reds greats got their start. Adam Dunn, you know, Austin Kearns, 
I think Willie Mo Pena was yep. the dragon. Willie Mo, Billy Hamilton. Votto. Yep. Votto. Bruce. Um, Frazier. I still can't believe Frazier's a Met. Did you uh, see no, that news? I did That's see that like, news. It's like, mm, but, hey, more power to him. He gets to play ball. So. Yes. It's better than the Yankees, though. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I'm not a Yankees fan, but I'm not a Yankees hater either. I mean, there's something about pinstripes. There's something about the NY pinstripes. Yep, that that's very like true. Classic. What are some of the future plans for WTGR? In in your vision, what would you like to see this station do? Whew, that's a tough question. Um, you know, I think we've grown a lot in the last 14 years, um, you know, by expanding – Another internet stream uh, that we never used to do. Um, I give credit to that to a gentleman I mentioned earlier, and Ryan Gathered. He started. He gave me that idea and kind of worked it out, and we got that going. Um, so you know that was, I think, a big stepping stone. It brought more revenue into the radio station, and it got us out there more. Um, you know, I think we've, you know, we've been able to do different programs um, here, and I like the fact that we're a small base station. Um, you know, so. I don't know, you know, I've never really thought, you know, down the road what would be, you know, bigger or what would be, you know, maybe better. I, getting bigger is not going to be a possibility, you know, how the FCC works with that. You know, that would be the ultimate goal would be get a little stronger of a power. But, you know, we're limited to that. And I guess, you know, just co- to continue, I don't want to fall backwards. I want to continue to do what we're doing, um, you know, and get some input from the listeners, you know, from those out there in the community. We take that. Um, we've had people suggesting, you know, doing certain things on the weekends um, with our special programming. Saturday mornings, we play music from the 50s, 60s, and 70s country, and they asked us to expand that by an hour, and we did, um, you know, because I'm like, not everybody gets up on the weekends at 6 o'clock, you know, but they might be up until 10, or they'll they'll stay up and won't listen to that until 10. So we expanded that. Sunday mornings, we play what I call church music from 7 to noon. You know, we expanded upon that, too. We have a program called Market Time. I call it a radio garage sale. Uh, people call in, buy, sell stuff. We expanded that from a 20-minute program to almost an hour and a half now. You know, so just I think as things go on, we'll see how, how it goes um, and try and fit our listeners the best and what they would like and uh, try and accommodate them. Now, for those that are listening that might be aspiring broadcasters or radio folks or people that want to get you know, into the field, what are some words that you can tell them? Don't be afraid to you know, either try and get an internship somewhere, go up to somebody and ask them if there's some, you know, something you can do just to get your feet wet. You know, if you decide, yeah, I want to – and you don't have to go to college to do this. By far, you do not. Um, does it help? Yes. You know, and that's where you can get your experience um, while getting an education. Um, you know, like I said, we covered as a sporting event at Bowling Green State, we covered over a hundred games a year, um, between basketball and football and some baseball, you know, and you start thinking hundred games a year, you know, if I covered 20 of those, if I was lucky enough, my first year, that's a lot for high school basketball for 20 games or high schools or a college season. Um, so getting your experience any way you can, if you go to college, try and do anything and everything to get that experience, even if it's being the stats person, being a sideline reporter or just saying, hey, can I ride along just to see what you guys do? Um, you know, get a feel for what they say, what they do. You know, and the, the way that we kind of had to do a demo is, and this was way back when, is you turn the TV down. This is a great experience. Turn the TV down and broadcast what's on TV. Um, you know, it's a little different than radio, but, you know, if you kind of know your team, broadcast it you know yeah. it's your own way you start getting practice and and that's the only way you're going to get better at this job you know is by lots of practice over the years i've been able to do more and more stuff during a ball game than i ever could you know it used to be keep a book and that was it for the points well now i can you know also keep rebounds you know during a commercial break or at the end of the quarter i add up my points plus i also tweet the score um, you know, so you just learn as you go more and more what, you know, is capable for you. But I think just trying to get into a workplace, whether it's in high school, whether it's in college, and get your experience. 
Scott, how can people listen and follow WTGR? Oh, they can listen, as I mentioned, on the radio, 97.5 FM. If you're out in the listening area, uh, on the web, WTGR.com. And uh, also on your phone with the free WTGR app. Uh, we have a lot of folks that put it on their phone. They're available also on TuneIn Radio, uh, so you can listen there. And um, follow us on social media. We have uh, Twitter, and we also have a Facebook page as well. And uh, easy to find us there. Twitter is at uh, WTGR975. And on Facebook, it's WTGR97.5. If people want to follow you, Scott, uh, where do they go? Uh, Twitter, Scott Ward 80 Simple, Scott Ward 80 And, uh, again, also I am on uh, Facebook as well. Scott, thanks for your time. That will do it for Episode 29 here. You're in Tiger Country on WTGR 97.5 FM. And that will do it for the gem on the Queen's Crown. Scott, Thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it very much. Thanks for having me. And, uh, again, thanks for everything you've been able to help with. Thank you very much for the opportunity, Scott. And have a good call tonight. Who you got? I have uh, Versailles at home against Vandalia Butler. The Aviators have lost two this year. Um, coming out, of course, the G-Walk. And both are league losses. And uh, should be a good one, Division One and Division Three. Of course, this weekend uh, will be the drawings for the boys' pairings. And, uh, you know, you can join WTGR. Covering as many high school games as we can throughout the tournament. Um, we'll be out there trying to cover everyone. But, Lee, as you know, the many different venues and the times, mm-hmm. we do our best to get to where we can. Uh, last year we averaged uh, about 35 tournament games You know, for seven schools. That's pretty darn good to be able to cover. And uh, we're going to try and do it again this year. Sounds great, Scott. And I have Tri-Village hosting Covington, a cross-county conference battle. The Buccaneers taking on the Patriots at the battleground. Again, Scott, thank you so much for your time. This is Lee W. Mallon signing off on episode number 29 of the Gem on the Queen's Crown. Thank you for listening to the Gem on the Queen's Crown. Follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Acast, Radio Public, Anchor.fm, Radio Line, Player.fm, Spreaker, Podbean, Podchaser, Overcast.fm, BeyondPod, Podbait.fm, and Listen Notes by searching Gem in the Queen's Crown. Like the Facebook page, The Gem on the Queen's Crown, and follow on Twitter, at Gem on Queen Crown. Follow the host on Twitter and Facebook at the Lee W. Mowen. Visit theleewmowen.com and gemcitysports.com. Music provided by freestockmusic.com. Music.